यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट आई एम प्रसिद बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मीन एंड दिस इज टेक्सेट्रा पॉडकास्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट सम मिथ्स we start this week's episode with one of my favorite subjects antitrust the cci has ordered a probe into google this time for its android tv business now this is the fourth antitrust case against google in india if i'm not wrong and the case originally started last year so the first information with the cci was filed around may in october we reported that the cci had asked google and xiaomi for responses for that case Xiaomi has been named in the case because it also uses android tv services and now after receiving the responses from google and xiaomi it seems the cci has finally decided that this case does warrant further in- investigation and hence they have asked the director general which is essentially the investigative arm of the cci they have asked the dg to conduct a proper investigation Now of course this does not mean that CCI has found Google guilty in fact the DG will now look into this they will form an entire report after that the CCI will ask Google for a response again and they will ask the complainants for a response and they will look at all of this together and then decide whether Google is in violation or not but it does show that the pressure is mounting on Google for many of its business practices in this particular case what the complaint says is that Google is essentially stopping any company that uses the android tv license from working with other oems now in its order the cci wrote that google has over 65% of the smart tv ecosystem which means that it is in a place to create that monopoly and affect competition and it seems google has also argued that the smart tv space and the success in that space depends on access to ott ecosystem as a result the overall market is really really competitive but the cci doesn't seem to believe that and by believe that i again do not mean they find google guilty they simply think this needs more investigation and from antitrust we we'll go to my next favorite subject that is privacy you guys have probably heard of clubhouse by now clubhouse is the audio social platform which is basically an audio only chat room where you can chat with people join various discussion rooms and so on and it has become quite popular recently especially in india clubhouse's valuation at the moment is in the billions and it does have quite a few users as well We know they are serious about India simply because they recently introduced the Creator First program which is one of the first monetization programs they brought that to India. With the Creator First program they will basically work with creators in India provide them monetary support production support and everything else they need to produce content for Clubhouse. And usually companies do not do that unless they see a big user base coming from a country. And that's all well and good. except that the internet freedom foundation which is one of the foremost digital rights activist group in india has raised privacy concerns with clubhouse in a blog post last week they accused clubhouse of excessive data collection and said that the app collects a wide array of information from users which includes their 
contact details, phone numbers, IP addresses, device name, operating system and so on. Now to be clear, most social media apps do take all of this, Facebook included. So the IFF did not say that using all of this is wrong. What they basically said was that there is a lot of information that Clubhouse takes from users and its privacy policy is not very clear on how it protects all of this information. They have also pointed some specific holes in their privacy policy saying that it's vague at times. They said that the data sharing practices that Clubhouse has detailed in its policy are, and I quote them here, nebulous. And they also noted that Clubhouse shares data with their vendors, service providers, businesses, law enforcement agencies, businesses, transferees, and most importantly, law enforcement agencies. The IFF said that the scope of consent and clarity of what data is being shared is not very clear based on its policy. There have also been allegations that Clubhouse apparently allows the Narcotics and Intelligence Bureau etc. to listen in on conversations. The IFF said that they have filed an RTI to find out whether this is true. But of course, we cannot be sure about that. Now, the blog post, of course, is pretty detailed and it does have a bunch of questions around privacy. But this is probably the first time that somebody from India has come up with privacy concerns around Clubhouse. And given our experience of Silicon Valley apps so far, maybe we should all take note this time. Okay, so we've done privacy, we've done antitrust, and now we'll move on to security. So researchers at Sophos Lab, which is a cybersecurity company, found probably the strangest malware yet. Now this malware does not have a name, they did not give it a name, they just said it's a vigilante style malware and it does not steal your data, it does not try to hold your data for ransom, it does not try to affect your computer in any nefarious ways. Instead, it tries to block users access to piracy websites. Now this is of course really surprising because A, a lot of malware spreads through piracy websites. B. A lot of malware is downloaded through software that is meant for piracy. In fact, even this malware is downloaded using BitTorrent, which is one of the most popular piracy software. Of course, they do try other ways as well. The researchers pointed out that this is not the first time something like this has popped up. About a decade ago, there was a malware called Ponmokuk, which showed similar behavior. And they did say that it's a pretty easy malware to detect and take care of, but end users can even fix it themselves. You can go to livemain.com and read the whole story. We have linked the blog post as well, so you can read Sophos's own blog post as well. Now that the malware has been discovered, I'm pretty sure all endpoint detection tools, all antivirus software will add it to their databases as well. Sophos said that they'd already added it to their database. So you, if you do use an antivirus, it'll probably block it already. If not, you should read Sophos's blog to see how to fix it yourself. And lastly, how do you make money from social media? Now, different people have tried different things, right? There's creators, there's influencers and so on and so forth. Some people learn from the ads and all that. Twitter had recently introduced something called the tip jar. Now, Twitter has often been called sort of like a technological take on the town square. So this essentially turns 
the big Twitter users into those street performers. It essentially adds a button called tip jar to their profile and it allows anybody to pay them for whatever content they're posting on Twitter. It's not like the company's other monetization features. Tipjar is available to pretty much everyone. Of course, at the moment, it will be for select users and it can be activated from your edit profile page. But so far, Tipjar did not have any Indian payment option. They had PayPal, they had Patreon, they had some global options, but they had no Indian options. This week, Twitter announced a tie-up with Razorpay, which is an Indian payment gateway. In fact, it happens to be one of the biggest Indian payment gateway, which means that now Indian Twitter users will be able to use Tipjar and sort of pay other Twitter users or accept money, whichever side of the spectrum you're in, using Indian debit cards, net banking, and even UPI. For a lot of big Twitter users, that probably is a good thing. And the best part of this is that Twitter has said that they will not take any cut from tipjar payments, which means that whatever money you make, you keep for yourself. And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.